The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the commentary booth where we watch and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator Jamie Upps and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week I'm joined by a freelance social commentator who lists their favourite movie as American Psycho and favourite TV show as Yellowstone. Welcome to the show, Blake Robinson. Hello Jamie Upps, thank you for having me. Before we dive into our review of Barbie, in light of the Writers Guild of America and SAG after currently on track, we just wanted to say that Harrier Magazine and the commentary booth stand in solidarity and support of the WGA and SAG AFTRA in their fight for better working conditions. Our publication has always been focused on the creative brilliance of these individuals rather than on the business of film and TV. As such, we will continue to highlight their creative talents during this time so that their contributions to our entertainment are not overlooked. Are you Knuff? <laughs> Look, I've been getting through this week running on Kennedy. <laughs> know that. This week, we're embracing the pink side. There he is. Look at his pretty nails. Look at my pretty nails. <laughs> uh, have you done any touch-ups to those? No, um, I will be doing touch-ups when the time comes, though. That's um, a part of my identity now, these pink nails. It's a vibe. So, yeah, we're reviewing the new Greta Gerwig Barbie movie, uh, which sees stereotypical Barbie, played by Margot Robbie, facing an existential crisis when she suddenly has thoughts of death. I just want to quickly um, interrupt there. Um, you could even say stereotypical Barbie is playing stereotypical Barbie. Yes, pretty much. Stereotypical Barbie starring as herself. It is perfect casting with that i don't think there's any other flawless i don't think there is a woman period on the planet that should play barbie better than margot robbie actresses no there are a couple of wrestlers that i think would make absolute perfect barbies but yeah but barbie isn't a wrestler barbie isn't a wrestler that's too that goes everything against everything barbie stands for wrestling that's true but Pull up a photo and I will show you the person I am thinking of. Yeah, who you got? Hit me with one of these Barbie-esque wrestlers you reckon you got. Mariah May. She could not be any more Barbie if she tried. Yep. Um, look, it's definitely the blonde hair will get you there. Yeah, that, wow. Interesting. She's full-on Barbie. All right, I'll take that back. Who's she wrestle for? A company called Stardom in Japan, but she's English. Right. <laughs> Well, I'll take that back then. But Margot Robbie, very a very good choice given the acting skills and credibility she has on that side. Well, you could say Ken is the natural choice for Ken. Oh, sorry, Ryan Gosling's the natural choice for Ken as well. See, look, I, I just called Ryan Gosling Ken. Like, it just comes naturally. <laughs> yes, the, the casting on this is pretty immaculate. Um, I, I, We're probably going to... This is skipping ahead a bit, but... um. While we're talking about casting, might as well mention it now. Will Farrell as the head of Mattel. Yes. 
uh, sensationally cast. I um every time he was on screen, I struggled to think of anyone else who could have played this this role. I was like, no one else can do this. It was very um he played a very flamboyant, very misogynistic uh CEO, you could say. Um he reminded me a lot of his elf character in a way. <laughs> that was what I was about to say. He's he's one hundred percent just playing the same character that he's played for the last decade and a half elf stepbrothers it's all the same character now we've said that out loud he, he literally plays the exact same character in every movie but they're all so different and i've never once now said they're the same character interesting whereas tom hardy plays a different character in every single movie and he's never ever tom hardy will farrell's always will farrell but it's always different but it's always works yeah <laughs> Does that makes sense what a, he's one of the greats who else did we have in this movie? So Margot Robbie, stereotypical Barbie. Ryan Gosling is Ken. The other two sort of very pivotal characters are America Ferrara as Gloria, the Mattel employee and mum. Ariana Greenblatt as her daughter, Sasha. I thought both of those characters were fantastic as well. Great. Brilliant. Brilliant characters. I think they're the two characters that sort of have the most growth as well. Barbie and Ken kind of just end up basically back where they began like back where they started yeah but those those two characters sort of their relationship changes and they come back together which is good Rhea Perlman as Ruth Handler the original creator of Barbie I thought that was a nice little what is she out of because I recognize her straight away and I couldn't put my finger on it that's a good question I thought for a second that she actually was the actual creator of Mattel but I was like that's not possible because I recognize this lady out of other things from the original Matilda. She's the mum in Matilda. Oh, that's fully it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Before you spoil it, there's two Easter egg uh, cameos in this. I know one of them caught your attention. <laughs> He's right in your, up your alley. Do you want to introduce him? Mermaid, Merken, John Cena. Merken, is that what they call him? Yes. I didn't know that. Um, then there was a mermaid. What's the mermaid called? What did they have a fancy name for her? Because that was Dua Lipa. Did you know that? Yes, just Mermaid Barbie. Just Mermaid Barbie. Oh, she doesn't have a fun name like Merken. <laughs> that is so good. So I know why Dua Lipa would have been in this because she wrote a song for the film. Uh, why was John Cena in this? I think John Cena just wanted to be in this. <laughs> John Cena gets what John Cena wants. Exactly. Very funny every time he popped up and screamed, which is about two or three times. Yep. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Very fun. Um, could you almost say that Will Farrell was a cameo? Because I didn't hear a single thing about him being in this until I think the day before I seen it. And now today, after I've seen it, I've seen a poster come out of all the cast members and he's on it. So people seeing it over the weekend and when it comes out, they're going to know he's in it. But I had no idea he was in it. He hasn't been in any promo. I remember him being announced, but he definitely wasn't at the forefront of the marketing campaign it was all barbie and ken which for a barbie movie makes total sense that they're the main two characters you're pushing just going quickly off topic here same as oppenheimer like there's so many people in oppenheimer like matt damon they haven't like even mentioned matt damon <laughs> emily is uh was emily blunt is she in it as well yes at the time of recording jamie may have seen oppenheimer early before everyone else so he doesn't want to give too much away here <laughs> I'm unfortunately not seeing it until the weekend, so... Yes, I have 
I have seen that movie. That's yeah. Look, let's not talk about that movie because there's potentially a better movie that we have both seen and we're talking about now. You can say that. I can't say that. Oh, here we go. Look, all I'll say is it's going to take a monumental effort to top Barbie. This film was incredible. It blew my mind. It exceeded all expectations, and it was completely different to what I thought. It had everything. It had beautiful cinematography. It was visually extraordinary to look at. It's very bright. It's very pink. It had a lot of song and dance, which I didn't hate. And I actually loved, you could say, and it paid homage to this film in Barbie. It had a bit of grease about it. Yeah, it definitely had like musical moments, but I wouldn't call it a musical. There was a lot of song and dance. It wasn't a musical. There was just a lot of song and dance that you couldn't hate. Yes. Um, I walked out of this one, honestly speechless. Not many movies do that to me. I have high expectations and I'm very picky (laughs) these days with what I like. Uh, This movie blew my mind. It was incredible. I'm actually, I've actually got tickets to go and see it again on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was much more amusing and enjoyable than it had any right to be. This should have been horrid. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm speechless. I don't know. It was beautiful. It had political messages in it. It had jokes about modern day social rights issues. It had everything. Like I said, it had song and dance. They've somehow managed to keep this PG, which they did an extraordinary job doing because it had plenty of dark humour in it that the kind of jokes that made you go, oh my God, like that that sort of reaction. But at the same time, stuff that, like it's not really rude, but it is, but it would go over a child's head. Yeah. But on its way, passing over the child's head, it catches the imagination of the adult and it's just some hilarious things were said in this movie. They've done a brilliant job to keep this PG. It's like the Pixar movies where there's jokes and stuff in there for the kids that the kids will get, but then there's... Some darker stuff that adults like, oh, God. There's jokes that are in there for the parents to get as well, which is good considering as this is, yeah, like I said, PG and obviously targeted at young girls, but the older sisters and parents that are going to take these kids to the movie are actually going to still enjoy the, the film as well. This is the one you can take your five-year-old, six-year-old daughter to and her friends, and they will love it. But this is also one, if you're 40, 50, 60-year-old woman and you want a little girl's night, you will have so much fun seeing this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a knee slapper, and it's very entertaining. Yeah, back on the PG situation, there would have been a, a true disaster and uproar and uh, if they uh, failed to make this kid friendly. You're not going to make a naughty Barbie movie. Yeah. Like they mentioned the, the genital bump. Uh, that was funny, and that was probably the edgiest thing of the movie, yeah? Um, two of the first words out of Margot's mouth in this movie are the words penis and vagina, which could be confronting. That was very odd. And the last thing out of her mouth was gynecologist right at the end. <laughs> yes. So it bookend with some private parts, but the birds and the bees. Um Someone, you've got to learn this stuff sooner or later, and you may as well be from Barbie. Am I not wrong? Well, to be fair, I think that's how a lot of young kids learn the basic birds and bees stuff, and they're just smashing Barbies and action figures together, not knowing why. And like That don't have genitals. 
What did, what did you call it? What they call it? Refer to the naked bulge. Is that it? The the genital bump. Genital bump. The naked bump. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, it, but it, it, the movie did take the piss a lot out of itself and its own brand. Like Mattel sort of took the piss out of Mattel. Barbie took the piss out of Barbie, and they like accepted jokes for themselves. And um, I'm, I took it on board. I thought it was great in doing that. Um, it wasn't over the top woke like I feared it would be either. Like they sort of really nailed that side of things. Like it wasn't painfully woke and in your face. Like everything, all the like issues they touched on, they really did a good job of not making things too sensitive. Yeah, like I think the the main two messages for them from the movie are like a patriarchy versus women's rights. And and of course like but Everyone sees Barbie as this perfect woman. Yeah, like the body image issues and stuff. Young, yeah, young girls get this perfect looking blonde doll who just dresses nice, has all these nice things, and they think that is the be-all and end-all of growing up to be a woman. And that's where they sort of, Barbie realizes in the real world, that's not what not what happens. And she's just delusional. It's like, hey, I'm Barbie. I'm perfect. And I'm... Yeah, like... It it touches on all of the these topics, but I think it does it in a very sort of surface level manner. Like it, it could have really gone hard on those issues where it They had the platform too and it looked there's a lot of opportunities in the movie where you thought it was, but then they just brush over it and it's just great. They nailed it. Patriarchy's bad, consumerism bad, kinda touch on sexuality, but not. They a little bit touch on body image with like her flat feet and her cellulite. Oh, the cellular jokes were hilarious, weren't they? The cinema love them. So yeah, like it kind of just uses those as fodder for quips and jokes. But then, yeah, the main thing is pa- patriarchy and Ken. They're like these serious issues, and they're ma- they're just bringing them like making them lighthearted and enjoyable. Yeah. Like just to say, hey, these are, these are normal. Like there's no need to dwell on it. Let's have fun. Let's just accept who we are and what we got. And I think that is also because. It is a kid's movie. Like, after all, it's for 12-year-olds, so it has to still be... It can't be too heavy and complex because kids aren't going to get it and not enjoy it if it was. So they keep it lighthearted and amusing. Yeah, the people I've told about this movie so far, I've just, and I've explained like how well they've managed to make this PG still. Mm-hmm. Like, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. In the past, there's movies I've been interested in and I've seen a PG rating. I'm like, well, that's not for me. Like, I just know how, like, sort of edited and clean cut it will be. So, like, and I know or M ratings would obviously turn off young families, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, a PG rating could turn off, like, people like me or older people like, oh, that might be a bit too lame for me or a bit too childish. But I can assure you this is, if there was an in-between of PG and M, this is it. Yeah, it's definitely like teetering on that line. They just know we we can't show nudity. We can't show like two Barbie and Kens like smashing against each other. They they kind of get to the the kiss and then they don't. You know, one scene I thought, oh, this is pushing it. When Ken early on, Ken was like crying against uh, Barbie's chest. I was like, this is probably pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably about as close as they get. What did you think also of Michael Sarah as? Alan. Great character. I've never really been like a huge fan of his like movies or his work. Like I don't know, it's just not for me. But um he is he's got a bit of a cult following, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. 
brilliant character. So he essentially, so it's Barbie land with all the Barbies and all the Kens are named Ken and they're just living in Barbie land. They're just, they just, all they do is beach. They beach. They're professional beaches. You want me to beach you off? On saying that, I was obsessed with that whole beach term. It's brilliant. It's so good. I'm gonna mass. I'm gonna use this. I'm gonna. Use, I'm gonna use this so much in summer. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you off. I'm gonna beat you off. I just pictured people at the beach. Like, wanna beat you off? Oh my god, North Beach, come at me. <laughs> summer, bring on summer. Summer and Halloween are gonna be mental this year. Halloween, bro. There is costumes. For- you could go to a Barbie themed Halloween party this Halloween. And not have two people dressed exactly the same. Yeah, everyone be dressed differently. We're going to come back to this in a minute. I just want to finish talking about Michael Sierra. So he, yeah, so basically it's all Barbies, it's all Ken's. Then he's like the, isn't sure what he is, sort of. He's in the middle. He's not Ken, but he's just Alan. That's it. He's just like regular nerd dude that is like Ken's mate. Regular nerd dude. He's He hasn't really got time for the macho alpha Ken's. And he sort of gravitates towards the Barbies. He's essentially the gay best friend of Barbie. Yeah. The funny part is that he was an actual toy in the Barbie line and he was married to pregnant, was it pregnant Barbie or the like, not pregnant Barbie, the like random Barbie, the random like girl Barbie that's not Barbie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Excuse me for not being um, brushed up at my Barbie doll history here because I can't say I played with too many of them <laughs> as a child. Was Alan an actual doll Yes. that Mattel made? Wow. There you go. I wish I knew that. So you know how they had that pregnant one that was like the discontinued Barbie? Yeah. So that's his kid. He was her husband. And then they discontinued those those two characters because they were like, uh, pregnant Barbie's a bit weird. So in real life, they actually did discontinue them? Yes. How do you know this, Jamie? Google and Wikipedia research post-movie. Post <laughs> They have to some hot, hot takes. Yeah. There you go. So Alan's an actual Barbie. I wish I knew that. That's heaps cool. Actual character. They didn't like create anything for this movie. They're all actual Barbies. Like even all the, all the Barbies we had, like we get, we got the weird Barbie who's the Barbie that has just been played with too hard and had her makeup done by a kid and her hair all messed up and cut short. And I spent the entirety of the movie trying to work out who played weird Barbie. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Um, and when I looked that up, it still didn't ring a bell. I don't know who I was thinking of. Kate McKinnon has been in the All Women Ghostbusters, Bombshell. She's almost like a cross between a younger Sharon Stone and a um, Charlie. What's her last name? Thrazone. Is that her name? Charlie Theron. Theron. Whatever. Yeah. Like a bit of a hybrid of a. She had a bit of a David Bowie about it, though, didn't she? Weird Barbie. Oh yeah. Yeah, the haircut and the, the makeup and stuff, the just weird movements. Heaps of Bowie about her. Um, cool character. And also, that reminds me, I think I mentioned it to you while watching it, uh, very Grinch-like. So she was like up above, lived in this cave house up above Barbie land that overlooks it in the exact same manner as Grinch's cave overlooks. I don't know, I don't know what the town is in the Grinch. And everyone hikes up to the hill and like goes visits Grinch or goes and goes and visits Weird Barbie. Like everyone, there's tales in the town. They everyone hears about the Grinch or everyone hears about these rumors about Weird Barbie. Um, she never comes down into town. Um, I thought it was very similar there. Yeah, 
Uh, we also had President Barbie, Dr. Barbie, Writer Barbie, Physicist Barbie, The Lawyer Barbie, uh, Dua Lipa is Mermaid Barbie, Diplomat Barbie, a Judge. Big fan of Mermaid Barbie. Judge Barbie and Journalist Barbie. And then we just had a bunch of Kens. Yeah, uh, the Kens. What did you think about the Kens? They were fun. I liked Kingsley Ben Adir's uh, Ken and Simi Liu as Ken. Well, they were both great. Simi Liu was like Ryan Gosling's like main rival. Give me one actor you would have liked to see be a Ken, but not be Ken, be just one of those background Kens. Who do you reckon would have made a good Ken cameo? And honestly, I just thought of it, John Cena would have been perfect <laughs> as just like a background Ken. Yeah, one of the, like, maybe like The Miz or someone from wrestling. Um, Mark Wahlberg keeps popping into mind. Mark Wahlberg would have been funny. He would have been As a great little Ken. Boston Ken. Boston Ken. Very sporty Boston Ken. Let's go to the bar, Barbie. Oh, God, the Boston accent. Oh. Um, yeah, so on Ken. Yeah, Ken's like the main driver of... This turned into a Ken movie really quick. Yeah, the, the sort of tension that develops once, once they travel to the real world. Ken is the one that kicks off all the problems. I wouldn't be surprised if this is something people pull apart. If they're looking for something they didn't like about this movie, I reckon it's too much about Ken that people will say. But the, they focused a lot and put a lot of like spotlight on um, Kendom, as, as he calls it, his patriarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, when he took over, and that's essentially it, it was the it was the whole plot to the movie in the end. As it turns out, it's Ken taking over Barbie Land, and the Barbies trying to claim it back. Yep, Ken's Mojo Dojo Castle House. It was just perfect, by the way. It is honestly that's like my dream bachelor house, man. <laughs> just Godfather on loop, horses everywhere, cowboy theme. They were even playing country music in their court, in their pool party. In the background, if you didn't notice. It's just perfection. Once he goes to the real world, discovers patriarchy, uh, beer, beer fridges, mini, go- mini, mini fridges, horses, and 3am by Matchbox 20. How did I forget until now? How, how long are we recording for? And I've only just noticed now, 24 minutes, and I've remembered 3am. Oh, my God. It got to run a few times, didn't it? And like tease it, then that sequence when they oh my, they nail the stereotypes so well of a guy trying to impress a girl playing like an acoustic cover, not breaking eye contact, making her feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is so accurate. <laughs> Someone has done this to Greta Gerwig before. I loved the way the uh, Barbies then turn that on the Kens and like make them jealous. Like she literally just picks up her phone and starts looking at her phone while he's trying to sing to her. And he's like, who are you texting? Why are you not? <laughs> pay attention. Pay, pay attention to me. I was like, that's great. Bro, the last 40 minutes or so of the movie was insanely entertaining. I, it left me wanting so much. I walked out and I'm like, I want to go back in and watch that movie again. It was crazy. That last 40 minutes was so fun. But the musical numbers... It, when it started off with the, all the Kens doing like a 3am acoustic cover mm-hmm. to the Barbies. Then they do like their war, like their battle scene, which is like a scene from like 300. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except with no like actual bullets or like the, the arrows were the ones with the like suction cup tips. The, the suction cap arrows, like Nerf bullets. It was some of the, honestly, some of the most entertaining cinema I've ever seen. 
I couldn't get enough of it. It was so well put together. Like, it was just genius. It does a great job of, like, ramping up to the crazy end sequence. God, it was so... I never wanted it to end. It was so good. <laughs> I just got... Like, I'm so surprised. I'm just, like, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how entertaining this movie was. Mm. Like, it had me for two hours. Absolutely captivated. What did you think of the sort of nostalgic Barbie toy Easter eggs and kind of basically blatant advertising? Like, at times, this feels like a two-hour ad, but then... Bro, it does. The, like, self-deprecating jokes kind of pull you back out of that, where you're like, oh, okay, it's not just an ad, but it is an ad. There was a lot of product placement. It's it's clear Chevy have paid a bit of money to have their gear in this. Like, mm. uh, what else did we see? There was a couple others that stood out. Just a ton, just a ton of Mattel shit. Yeah, um, they were going to make so much money off merchandise in this movie. It's ridiculous. Yep. And plus the secondary market of old Barbies. Oh, yeah, Barbies are going to go through the roof. We'll probably get a Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House. I've already tried Googling uh, the Ken Calvin Klein ripoff underwear. See if you can buy them. He's had his own custom underwear to see Ken on them. Need those. Some a, a Knuff hoodie. I'm sure that's going to come out. Am I not pretty Knuff? Oh, that song that he sings is so good. I've already I've been looking for it. The soundtrack is incredible to this, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It was so fun, let alone 3 a.m., but, yeah, like, you do a leap. Uh, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's just, like, full of pop music and, like, catchy tunes, which is very cool. What did you think of, like, the sets as well? Because it's it's in a weird style. Like, you have L.A., which is really authentic and normal, but then you go to Barbie land and it's, like, very plastic and, like, it captures the sort of Barbie playhouse theme where it's, like, kind of 2D but not. Like, it's clear flat walls and then elements just dropped in so i never watched the trailer for this because i didn't need to i knew what i wanted to say it um so i didn't know there was what, what do you call it fourth dimension real life i thought the whole movie was going to be like that wes anderson style like set mm-hmm. like all the promo was in like the very plastic fake land yeah and i'll go out on a limb and say this movie would not have been as enjoyable or or would have got boring if the whole two hours was just set in Barbie land in that setting. Yeah. You definitely need that like LA break and then you go back. So it's Barbie land, which is like the fun playhouse set. Then they go to the real world, which is obviously the real world. They took a while for 30 minutes. First 30 minutes of the movie was all in Barbie land. And I started to wonder, it's like, cause we all seen like the first leaked images when they were filming like rollerblading in Venice beach. Mm-hmm. I was starting to think, like, well, hang on, is the whole movie going to be like this? Is when this when is this scene going to come in? Like, and there it was. So that's like the big popular scene. Everyone's seen those images that got leaked. So it was cool to see that. I think that like the set design will probably win some awards because yeah, it it has those sort of that depth of field effect, but it's all clearly like it's sort of what you would see if you went and saw Barbie as a stage show. Yeah, hundred percent. There's like layers that you can clearly see these defined layers that make up the set. So that's cool. Like even like when they're on the the boat and it's like, there's just like different layers of water that just like move up and down to give you that sort of water effect. It was cool. Eh? Those little, when they were going back and forth from Barbie into the real world, I enjoyed that. But um, back on the Oscars, I was actually whipping through the markets on sports bet today and um, there's money to be made. 
betting on Barbie on this. I reckon it's going to blow Oppenheimer out of the park. Set design, it'll probably do really well. Uh, let's just say Barbie's going to do a lot better on the awards scene than I first thought. I think Ryan Gosling's going to go well. He did a really good job as Ken, I thought. He was great, but he's got very stiff competition this year. <laughs> You're not giving much away. <laughs> From half a dozen different actors in another movie. Yeah, look, Leo will probably get best actor for Killers of the Flower Moon whenever that comes out. Mm, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's in this year as well. Jesus. Well, we'll touch base after the weekend when I see Oppenheimer, then I'll, I'll see where I stand with Barbie, see if, I, see if I've still got pink nails on Monday. They'll all be black by Monday. Yeah, black nails on Monday, unfortunately, Oppenheimer. I thought Barbie was fantastic. I wouldn't say it's going to be like a timeless feminist classic by any means, but it's weird, wacky, entertaining. That's for sure. Tragically entertaining. It was so fun. Very pink. Very, very pink. Yeah, I can see myself watching this multiple times over and over when it gets onto the streamings, when I want to have a bit of fun. So it was very enjoyable. Blew my mind. Yeah, and I think think that's probably the the biggest compliment we can give it it's as a licensed movie about a random toy it is worth a rewatch like it's not a one and done what are some um movies in the same similar boat to barbie that previously uh transformers tmnt yeah so there's probably there's heaps when you start thinking about like that battleship that was horrible (laughs) Uh, dungeons and dragons that was actually pretty cool that new one, that was actually pretty cool. But yeah, Battleship was really bad. Barbie is fun. Dungeons and Dragons, cool. G.I. Joe was pretty bad, both of them. Mm. The Ouija movies, they weren't great. And then all the Transformers. Was Small Soldiers? Uh, no, that was a movie, and then they made toys. That movie's one of the greatest movies of all time. Netflix, if you're listening, please put it up. Oh, I wasn't going to have to get the VHS player out. Sure, it's on something. Oh, and the Lego movie and Lego Batman. They're fantastic. Lego slaps, bro. I used to play Lego games on PlayStation back in the day. They're so fun. I nearly bought one at DB Games last week for PS5. They're sick. They're heaps fun, yeah. Oh, and the, the Trolls movies? From what I've heard, they're not horrible. I, don't, I think Barbie's definitely the best out of all those. Timeless classic. As far as timeless classics go. I think this is going to hold up. Yeah, I think it probably will. It'll be like Barbie where it'll be kind of, it will seem old fashioned, but it'll still be like enjoyable. Yeah. Like you'll have the, the new hotness of like the Bratz dolls, but you'll always have, buy a kid a Barbie, they're going to have a great time. Like especially like a little girl. This is, once people start seeing it and they tell people to, how good it is, it's going to take, it's going to be so popular for weeks. Yeah. That's a conversation I was having with, Karina, yesterday or today? It's going to be absolutely huge. I think I can honestly see this being one of the biggest movies in the last few years as far as going to the cinema and hype goes. Oh, yeah. Like, you're not going to tell your mate, oh, as good as like Christopher Nolan and like movies like Oppenheimer are. They're still very niche. They're very niche. They're a target audience. You're not going to just tell mum and dad or your mate, hey, go see Oppenheimer. It's three hours of like. It's heavy. It hasn't got the same pull, and I think that's why they've they've had it to the opening week box office projections, a hundred million dollars domestic in America for Barbie, and like forty million for Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, I think Barbie is going to blow it out of the water, but because it's a bit of fun, everyone can like get around it online. It's a fun little trend. 
and it's just going to be it's the water it's the water cooler chat movie of like for the next couple of months i think everyone everyone i think everyone just wants to be seen and be in the know about this barbie movie mm-hmm. it's just going to be popular topic of conversation and my favorite color pink is finally going to get the recognition it deserves <laughs> yeah so in terms of ratings what would you give barbie well this is a big one and uh f- it's been a shower thought of mine the last couple of showers since I've seen it. I really wanted to give this a four and a half out of five. Then I thought, what? How much better can this like a movie get for it to be a five? And I started thinking, for me to give out a five, like this is the time to do it. Like the movies can't get much better than this. I thought it was perfect. So I'm giving this five out of five, which is five plus five equals ten. Uh, Ken rhymes with 10 and Ken is a 10. <laughs> Good. Well, I would have agreed with you 24 hours ago. Oh, okay. So you don't agree that Ken's a 10. I don't agree that Barbie is a five. <laughs> right. No, but see, don't, don't have your opinions altered by outside noise. That's not outside noise. As of Monday night, after you walked out of the cinema, what did you give Barbie? I was... Leaning towards a five. All right, you're in the same boat as me and thought, how can a movie be better? Yes. For five status. And you've obviously seen a movie you think's worthy of a higher rating than 4.5. Whatever that higher rating may be. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, so I have subsequently reined in, reined in my happiness and given Barbie a four out of A four. Wow, we have a we have a hater, Barbie hater here. I, I'm I'm no half boy. That's all. Oh, you don't do halves. So four for Barbie. Well, I gave out a nine eight last week. That's true. So yeah, I gave this one four out of five. Yeah, four. That's accept. I'll accept a four. Like, long story short, it's great. Go see it. Tell Nan to go see it. Tell your best mate's six year old to go see it. Um, if cinemas were dog friendly, I'd be visual pleasing. To your dog's eyes. It'd be so fun for it. It would be so fun for a dog to watch. And there's a dog in the movie. Is there? At Weird Barbie's house. What dog does she have? Remember it walked across the floor and pooped everywhere. Oh my god! So you can't give this a five if you don't remember all the moments. <laughs> yeah, well I'll give it a six if I now that I remember this. <laughs> yeah, remember those toys at Christmas time you get it's like a little reindeer, toy reindeer. I don't know if you see them and you're like, I think you're push the tail down or you lift the tail up and it does little poops of their like brown jelly beans or whatever. <laughs> Those little nuggets was the reminder of that straight eye. I loved it. Yeah, that was hilarious. That's Barbie by Greta Gerwig starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Thank you everyone for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review and subscribe on podcast services and on YouTube. You can follow me on social media at Jamyups Media and at Pario Magazine. And you can follow Blake on Twitter at Captain Crumbs with a Z. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Blake Robinson, Rena Renee, Courtney Paulson, Darren Hatcliffe, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Apps.